Hi guys, I am extremely excited here today to be with Faye. She is a writer and a coach. She has authored several books, uh, book articles, chapters, textbook, and she has a very interesting experience which I wanted my audience to understand. Uh, she has applied principles of training children, understanding and managing children to coaching senior executive level uh, uh, officials and uh, members of a crew in a ship. And these are very tough people, very hard to convince, very hard to uh, talk to and negotiate with. And she has done a fantastic job. What is unique about her perspective is how do you use principles in raising children to, to coach senior executives in a carpet setup? You know, I have never heard something like that. So welcome, Faye. Thank you. Uh, Faye, will you tell a little bit about your work experience, your past history? Yes, thank you. Um, I started out in general office management work and then I transitioned into um, pension, being pension um, specialist, banking trust officer, and eventually human resources, um, first in banking and then in cruise ship companies. And um, what happened was that uh, as a sideline, I married a man who came with three children, mm -hmm. the cat and the brother. <laughs> and um, I didn't have any idea what to do, so I presented myself at a wonderful parenting class. Parenting class. Yes, mm -hmm. and along the way, I had some amazing trainers mm -hmm. who happened to be connected very closely to the source mm -hmm. of Ad, what we call Adlerian psychology. Adlerian psychology. Yes, and Adlerian psychology, I think what you will find is pretty much the father of modern day psychology today. Mm -hmm. And um, my trainers were uh, directly connected to Alfred Adler, and his student was a man called Dr. Rudolf Dreifers. Mm -hmm. And he taught the same parenting in Chicago back mm -hmm. in the early mm -hmm. 1930s and the theory hasn't changed since mm -hmm. then. It still works. Can you give some examples of Adlerian Certainly. Mm -hmm. Well, Dr. Dreyfus to begin with believed that it didn't take a rocket scientist, a doctor, or a psychiatrist to understand a child's or human's behavior. Mm -hmm. That all human behavior was had motivations mm -hmm. and that behind that behavior, but children didn't necessarily understand it, but parents, Dr. Dreyfus believed, could be trained to understand a child's behavior mm -hmm. and what motivated them and therefore understand how to better respond mm -hmm. in reasonable ways. And Fantastic. So Faye, uh, you're trying to say that to, you managed three children as you were uh, uh, working and these parenting classes taught you to understand the motivation yes. of children. So Faye here is an expert in identifying what motivates a human being, whether it's a child or a senior level corporate executive who is very hard to train or very hard to talk to. So uh, sorry to cut you off Faye, but uh, this is too exciting and I have so many questions lined up. 
the first question i have for you is you uh, when we were discussing the other day you mentioned uh, about criticizing someone without using blame this is so so difficult to do in a corporate setup in a work environment when you are giving feedback to your child or talking to a teenager who is very unruly what is your um, what was your experience how did you pull it off well, part of the training had been, and it was not um, the same as child's training, but it, the instruction had been to state the problem without placing blame. Mm -hmm. And when we asked um, middle managers at the time to, yes. to engage in that exercise, they had a very difficult time doing that. And um, what you, the, the concept that we need to apply is mutual respect. Mutual respect. Mm -hmm. Always, mm -hmm. always, whether mm -hmm. it's children, management, anybody, mm -hmm. mutual respect. Mm -hmm. And the, the issue for a lot of us as adults is mm -hmm. that we weren't necessarily raised with that. Mm -hmm. Our parents didn't always understand that mm -hmm. between parents and children mm -hmm. because it's been an evolution. Mm -hmm. And so um, they don't know. The example was that a bartender was breaking too many classes. Mm -hmm. And how do you tell them that the bar is experiencing too much breakage instead of you are mm -hmm. doing this mm -hmm. and placing blame? Mm -hmm. And it was a real fun exercise, but they had a difficult time mm -hmm. coming up with it without placing blame. And so um, the concept that was applied was to use mutual respect mm -hmm. in stating a common problem mm -hmm. and stating the facts mm -hmm. and engaging and soliciting their assistance mm -hmm. in coming to a solution. So how do, can you give me an example of how you said it? Uh, for example, you were saying um, there is too many breakages, but how did you motivate them to avoid breaking? What, what did you say? Right, you could say something like, I mean, there are a number of always more than one way to say it, but you could say, hi, um, bartender, uh, we've been having a budget issue in this particular bar, and I wonder if you could help me look at that. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, the problem borders on um, glassware breakage. Mm -hmm. we're, we're replacing the glassware at a higher than usual percentage. And um, could we look, could you help me look at what the issue is with that? And maybe we'll talk again in a few days and mm -hmm. see if we can figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. Simple. Something like that. And uh, what if you had to um, elicit responses from the people who are breaking? What did you well, that is the person to whom you're speaking that you say that. <laughs> okay, okay. So you are sharing the problem with the person, right. and you treat them with a lot of respect. Yes, and, and, and you engage them in <coughs> assisting you with solving the problem. Yeah. Maybe they haven't considered it, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but you know, they know then that you are looking at the problem, that you need help, and that it's going to directly affect mm -hmm. the entire um, operation okay. in which they're working. Mm -hmm. So. So this is amazing. So, the, you know, placing a blame is so easy. What can we do to avoid that? And you're using the same technique to raise a child and to train your crew. Is that right? Right. Wow. <laughs> so, so this is really fantastic. You know, I cannot, uh, this is exciting. So can you tell a little bit about why you are fascinated with Adler psychology? What is it about? Well, because he believes um, that man is holistic and he operates in response to his environment and not necessarily that, and that people can be taught to understand behavior, specifically 
parents and for those of you who aren't parents it's you, you can be taught to understand psychology and what motivates people so when you are a parent you can be taught to understand what motivates children but I find that so many parents are willing to go and learn everything about children the how to how to bathe a baby how to take care of a baby how to feed a baby but not parenting and I don't know why it is that they're not willing to go and take parenting day I don't know if they don't want to look at themselves or what but they have a harder time with that mm -hmm. but when they come they're very good participants usually mm -hmm. and uh, I mean this uh, this is a burning problem parenting is a burning problem here, here in Silicon Valley both uh, the uh, the husband and the wife are working they come home tired and they have to deal with a cranky child they have to pick them up and drop them off from classes they have to deal with their homework you know what is it uh, which fascinates you about parenting and how is it different from anything else uh, which parents learn you know about changing diapers or feeding or, you know what is different what is the what is it that you recommend about parenting well i think the one to me the one most important thing as the child develops is a concept that we call special time and it's not in it's not in very many books mm -hmm. that i see mm -hmm. but that concept is that you spend just a few and I don't, I'm not talking about a lot, but maybe five, if that's all you have. Mm -hmm. Minutes a day, one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one in play with the child. Five minutes, one-on-one, -on -one, and play with the child. Ten if you have it. Ten but if you have it. <laughs> but it's hard to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And so you want to do this every day. And follow that through to an adult. Mm -hmm. You have a problem employee. Mm -hmm. And if that problem in point has grown up the product of a child who seeks attention and never felt they got it. Mm -hmm. And you, we've all seen them. They mm -hmm. come to the workplace and they seek attention in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Well, um, the best thing to do is to find a way to see if you can, by giving them a little bit of attention in the right way um, and engaging their health solve the problem this is this is a great insight you know I have managed people in the past very large size teams and there are a few people who always make noise they want attention and I have never figured out uh, how you deal with that and this is a great insight make them uh, give them the right attention in a right way consistent consistent so they don't feel left out right and not all not what you don't want to do is you don't want to reward the bad behavior <laughs> that's true for children too right yes no rewarding bad behavior. <laughs> by only giving them attention when they're not performing correctly when they're bad and that's all part of you've all heard of performance management so yes performance management starts at the beginning and follows through with figuring out how you help employees be successful or help them overcome their barriers mm. to success. Mm. So all of that is part of focusing on the positive mm -hmm. and being a good boss manager, whatever it is, because what do you think the primary reason that people leave mm -hmm. a job is? They don't feel acknowledged. That's one of the main reasons. Or they feel.
like they don't have an opportunity for growth. Well, actually, it's a little, it's even more, yes, that's true, but it's even more specific than that. And when we ask managers, what do you think it is? You know, most of them will come out and say money. Uh, most of them will say money, and that's not it. But they give all kinds of reasons. And at the end, I look at them and I say, I'm going to tell you at the end of this class what it is, and you're going to be surprised because it's you. It is their relationship with their immediate supervisor. If they have a good relationship with their immediate supervisor, they will jump through loops. Mm -hmm. So it's that relationship that really makes a difference in so how an employee performs and whether or not an employee stays or goes. This is such a universal truth. I've, in, in the last eight or nine workplaces I have been, I have enjoyed most working in places where my immediate supervisor was really honest, genuine, and friendly. And it continues to be true. And I'm so glad you said it. This is like the highlight. And uh, if you look at a child, then it's probably the relationship with the parent, yes. a special time, and it has to be consistent. That is it. And, and yet it's like you don't keep going, you know, if it's a consistent five or ten minutes a day, that's hard to do. Mm -hmm. So they're going to want more. Yeah. And the employee is too, but set a timer, stop at the end of that time and don't give in to the man, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, because you can't keep doing it. Yeah, mm -hmm. and the same is true of an adult. This is this is amazing. So why is it that people fail to give the special time? Why is it that we don't value the human nature of management? We we, we get caught up in reacting instead of responding, planning, and responding. Uh, you use the word planning before responding. Can you? I've, I've not. I've not seen many people say that. They say reacting versus responding. But you're saying planning and responding. Can you elaborate and give an example? It's not that hard. Mm -hmm. If you take part of performance management, mm -hmm. you start with underemployed, and you say, "Hi, I'm really happy to have you," and. You know, what we want to start by doing is just getting to know one another and talking about what you would like to do and what our joint goals are in the first 30 days. And then we're going to talk again. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have some work to do each day. And because you're brand new, we're going to talk briefly each mm -hmm. week. Mm -hmm. And each time we meet, mm -hmm. I'm going to make some notes because I don't want to forget the good things about you. Mm. I like that. Yeah, I like that. You know, uh, I, I used to read books about successful CEOs. Uh, back in the 80s and 90s, the CEOs knew every employee by name. And they knew what they were good at. And uh, nowadays, companies are so large that it may not be possible, but at least the supervisor needs to know what uh, their employee or their team is good at and know each member by name, know each person by trade. And I, I can't emphasize this enough. No matter how rich a person is and successful he is, he has been successful because of a team and he knows his team. This has been very consistent in all my previous interviews and you just uh, endorse that. So to that effect, then what else needs to change in um, employee performance management? What else can change? 
Well, once you start it, you know, I have seen the shyest leaders in the world. Shyest leaders. Be successful, be successful. by scheduling their leadership. Mm. And, and can you elaborate? She just said, shyest leaders by scheduling their leadership have been very successful. I am so excited about this counterintuitive insight. Please, please elaborate. I knew a captain who really was a very shy person, mm -hmm. but he was extraordinarily successful and well-liked because the first day he was new mm -hmm. onto a ship, even there might be 900 crew members, but he would say to his secretary, at a different young, he would say, please schedule a luncheon every Tuesday mm -hmm. with 10 or 9, because the table had 10, mm -hmm. um, middle managers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, the on Wednesday, please schedule nine uh, food and beverage employees. And he would, he would have schedules mm -hmm. every week where he had luncheons with different levels of people. In addition to his executives and senior management. Oh, wow. And so he continued in such a way so that he got to know everybody and they felt respected yes. and cared about. And yes. as he walked through mm -hmm. the workplace every day, yeah. he would say hello mm -hmm. to everyone that mm -hmm. he greeted. Mm -hmm. He would never keep his head down. Mm -hmm. Always keep it up and say hello. Mm -hmm. And um, he would notice the little things mm -hmm. that went on and acknowledge them when they were good. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, but it was scheduling it, you know? Scheduling it, I agree. This is uh, such a, such an integral part of motherhood and parenting. We, we schedule things. We, we have to take care of kids, we have to take care of the home and work, and we have to plan a lot of things. Scheduling is so integral to motherhood and parenting and probably fatherhood as well. So it's so a CEO or a manager is like a parent to the team. That's what you're getting at. But special time with a child, performance management with an employee, this is where the relationship is built. This is where you will succeed. Now, uh, based on what Faye you're saying, how does a special time apply to a corporate leader who's very busy and who cannot meet people in person? Uh, let's say he's based in uh, Hungary or Amsterdam, I don't know. Well, an employee will always understand that there are going to be times when you can't. But if you make it the times that you can, it's the times that you can. And this, so Faye here is emphasizing in-person interaction and we skip this because we're so tied up in the digital world, we're tied up in the screens. And it is a timeless truth. It was true back then, it's true even now. Human interaction is the most powerful management technique, no matter, no matter which day and age we are. And, and it holds good for parenting as well. I was uh, with a group of three women the other night that I've never met and I was trying to engage because I felt a little lonesome and they sat the entire time. Once in a while there was a comment to one another but I could not engage because they sat the entire time on their devices. Now maybe they were working, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but it 
that's what we do nowadays. You you look around the room, and most people are not speaking with one another. Yeah. So there is a lack of social skills, which you are trying to highlight, and social skills are built very deliberately, very carefully by human beings. That's what differentiates us from uh, animals or other kinds of organisms. If we lose that critical skill, yeah, animals. <laughs> I mean, they do, but they don't have this kind of uh, ability to express and communicate and negotiate and just imagine and describe things and empathize as we do. They have their own ways, but that's a critical skill which differentiates human beings and we are losing it because we want to avoid interaction with each other. That's, uh, um, and I believe it's affecting workplace as well. People don't stick to workplaces for long anymore. They keep moving. It's uh, it's uh, it's the sad truth of today or maybe it's the new truth. Maybe it's not sad. People keep moving from one workplace to another. So um, um, what do you think can be done to change this habit of screen addiction? Or well, yeah, it's very hard on both the employee and I think sometimes the organization. The organization. But I don't know. I mean, organizations are changing very fast um, mm -hmm. in my day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it used to be that there were places for upper mobility in the organization and um, if that existed then there was always some place to which to promote mm -hmm. an employee and uh, or a value uh, associate. So that was good and I always felt like I would encourage an employee to explore opportunities wherever they existed yeah. and, and yeah. That I was never afraid of that. If an employee could not find that opportunity within the organization for which we both work, then I would help them mm -hmm. find something outside because I always felt pleased when an employee could succeed. Yeah, and you know, um, I worked in uh, companies in the past where I never saw my team. They're all remote. But uh, what I felt was uh, having conversations outside work with those members, exploring their hobbies, trying to understand who they are outside of what they do for me as a team, it really helps. It really helps in bonding with them, bringing the best out of them. So there are ways to stay human even in, in a screen, uh, you know, uh, a screen-connected world. And that can become part of performance management. If you yes. are consistently meeting with an employee, yes, yes, uh, to talk about, you know, goals and expectations and things like that, um, they more than likely will start talking about yes. other things. Now, if they don't, of course it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Some people don't want to open up right. at work, which is fine. But, um, you know, when you respect the other person and you're making an effort to communicate, at some point or the other, they will acknowledge, at least non-verbally, that they feel much more accepted and noticed. Right. And that is the special time you're talking about. So, so Faye, um, uh, is there any article which you wrote, you know, I, this brings me to the point where I want to ask if uh, any article you wrote for a textbook, you know, which you want, which you remember very specifically, which you want to quote at this point in the conversation? Well, there's a lot. Um, 
There's a lot. There's a lot to to parenting. There's a lot to performance management. But I think the, the first thing is to make the child, the employee, feel, in the case of the child, loved and valued, in the case of the employee, valued. And um, you, regardless of what their situation is. Yes. You know, I've had an employee thank me for terminating their employment and come back, no, seriously, and come back three years later and thank me for helping them find another job. And I, I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. It's a great feeling. I know, I know. Yeah, it's like uh, they weren't in the right place. Yeah, you were being a great friend to them. So, so this is all love. You know, I was talking to a startup founder the other day. He started his company, and I asked, "How did he find his team and co-founders?" He said, "We friend, we we were friends first, and then we started our company. So when you become a friend, any business association or any business complication is much more easier to solve." And I was talking to a venture capitalist and he said exactly the same thing. This is something which very successful people know and devalue and which most other people miss. Miss out because you're too addicted to your screens. So anyway, uh, so you were talking about your articles, you know, what you've written about. Uh, any, anything else you'd like to say uh, about Adelian psychology or uh, about the book Children the Challenge which you were mentioning well, a lot? You were asking me about resources, and I said mm-hmm. um, there may be others, but I know that you, if you're starting with young children, you won't go wrong with uh, books of positive discipline. The author is Jane Nelson. Jane Nelson. But the original book was, I don't even think it's in print, was a book by Rudolph Dr. Dreikers, D-R-E-I-K-U-R-S. Mm-hmm. And the name of it was Children the Challenge. Children the Challenge. And if you read it, it's all still true. It's very old. It sounds very old, but it's all still true. So guys, check out the book Children the Challenge if you can get your hands on a copy and it has timeless secrets to parenting which are applicable even today and Faye in a very interesting conversation we had you mentioned that you used it to do a coursework to train your your crew when you were director of HR can you believe this like a parenting uh, book she used it to train senior level corporate executives can you tell a little bit about that well I was in the middle of an ocean and um, we were um, and we had a group of new managers it was a new ship and um, management said to me put together something for middle managers they seem to be struggling I didn't have any source material so I just dusted off concepts and put them on a PowerPoint and I looked at them and I thought this looks a lot like parenting training, <laughs> but it was it it wasn't. Of course, it was just mutual respect. This is a moment of genius. How how can someone connect problems and solutions in the parenting domain to that in uh, managing a team of very senior executives? So, uh, you know, um, in my book, which I'm writing uh, uh, now with my co-author at Harvard, it's called uh, the Solution Book. Uh, the whole exercise in the book is to connect 
problems and solutions across domains. You know, we are domain experts, we are so limited by our domain and you did it without any formal training. So, so how did it go? How was the... Well, it went well and the, the fun moment that I had was after I got back to shore, I had an employee who had once attended my parenting class uh -huh. and she came to help me with materials and things in that particular course. I just was asked to do it again mm -hmm. and she was sitting there and all of a sudden she realized mm -hmm. where the material was coming from <laughs> and her eyes got really big and she looked at me and she started laughing. Well, are there some concepts you really remember? Like She was the only one who knew. Mm -hmm. um, Something you want to tell the audience uh, who are going to view this video? Um, any concept which is common? You do you remember something at all? Uh, from the training that you want to share with the audience? Well, it's it's always um, treat everyone with respect. Treat, treat even your baby with respect, your no, treat, toddler with respect. That's treat even your worst employee. Your worst employee with respect. Oh my God. That requires a lot of, um, you know, you got to subdue your ego and you have to be in a very service mode. Uh, in India, that's what they say. Service is the highest form of, uh, you know, mastery. Serving someone without your own ego. That is like... Well, no, it's... There are ways to say things. It's just that we weren't raised with them. Mm -hmm. And so they don't always come to us um, automatically. Mm -hmm. But if we ask for them and we practice them, mm -hmm. they're there. Okay, awesome, fantastic. On that note, uh, I'm so thrilled to have this conversation. I can be uh, talking to you all day today. You know, we this is our second conversation. We spoke for two hours and I'm not done yet. But we have to wrap it up. We have to uh, move on to the next uh, episode. So let's wrap it up here. Any last uh, parting thoughts for your audience? Anything you want to tell them as you leave this conversation? Yes, um, I think I would say we have a concept where I come from, and that is Hawaii. And, um, and the concept is, I don't know if many of you know what aloha means, uh, but we say, live with aloha live and, with aloha mm -hmm. and i would suggest that everyone do that mm -hmm. as you go through your daily life mm -hmm. aloha what does it mean well aloha is well you certainly it's hello goodbye but it's a way of living and it's certainly love but it's um it's a kindness it's a gesture and if you go to Hawaii I think you will see it yes uh, Hawaii is uh, I don't know it's a paradise on earth it's just everyone wants to go back to Hawaii so Faye here lives in Hawaii she's visiting her daughter here and uh, she definitely carries the Hawaiian spirit I felt so loved and uh, I felt so uh, respected when you know I this is my uh, second hour of conversation and you know I just want to talk to her so please carry the spirit of Hawaii with you live with aloha and thank you so much Faith, for this conversation aloha aloha thank you